This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. Hello, my name is Simon Miller from What Culture Wrestling and you are listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast and you better keep listening to it. Why? Here's why. You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast, a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we can produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, CastBox, and all other podcast platforms. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at podmania.co.uk. Let's do this. Welcome to another episode of the Pod Mania podcast. I'm your host, Rob Gordon. I am joined, as ever, by Chris O'Brien. No Garth tonight, though, Chris. He has pussied out. Would you like to explain to the good people at home why he is not here tonight? Um, to, if he, he just hits the year 2007 and gets flashbacks to when AJ Styles <laughs> took on Frank Trigg. No, no, no. Um, he's just, yeah, he's pussying out 2007. He doesn't want to admit, Rob. How good 2007 was? It was it was a solid year, um, a year dominated by giants such as the Great Carly and little people such as Hornswoggle. It was a good year for wrestling. I think wrestling was certainly the winner of 2007, Chris. Also, um, it's the year I got into wrestling, which is why I picked it. Well, actually, initially I picked a SmackDown. But we've had a slew of errors tonight, and you were like, and you couldn't hack the extra half an hour. So quickly as a contingency plan, I switched to this. Uh, yeah, full disclosure, peeking behind the curtain of the ridiculous inner workings of Podmania tonight. Garth backed out because he's old, and me and Chris decided that we were going to carry on. I was then kicked out of my own like recording room uh, to downstairs because apparently my loud voice is too much for my girlfriend while she's sleeping. So I've come downstairs to do her a favor, logged everything on, downloaded everything I needed to download, sat here, and the recording thing that works upstairs on the exact same settings did not want to touch my voice tonight. It recorded Chris absolutely fine, but was an absolute twat hammer when it came to me. So after much panicking and much stropping on my end of the microphone, Uh, we decided that, right, we're not doing anything tonight. And then I Googled that you can actually just record the audio from Skype. So that's what we're doing. So apologies if it sounds wank. Um, There's not exactly much manipulation you can do. It's basically like when I have to record it and I just send Rob a blank file. (laughs) Yeah, Rob has to do all of the video editing. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking, I mean... Half the time, I'm like, do you, do you, I'm, I'm like, do you want me to just edit? it? And you just don't trust me, which is weird because I like to think the old young, um, the old young lions were like quite well edited, like they were quite concise. You have no idea how much bullshit I cut out of those. Chris, I've been podcasting with you for nearly two years. No, it's it's not even actually yet. Yeah, well, it's two years in May. Two years come Super June. Come don't tackle this year. Yes, and if there's one thing I do know about you. It is the amount of bollocks that you spout. 
Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I do enjoy being analytical, but also, I also, <laughs> I, I can't help but crap. It's why this format is so good for me. Because <laughs> you just get to speak your mind. Yeah, and I get to watch shit wrestling with my friends. Because speaking, none of, us have, none of us have picked anything good yet. We have not had anything good. You've still got my pick, yeah, mate. And I warn you now, it ain't good. Oh shit! You'll be picking on Saturday, won't you? I'll be picking on Saturday. Oh, Saturday's going to be eventful because I have a fucking podcasting day with Rob, and then none with Garth. Garth is not t- giving us his Saturday, and then I'm fucking <laughs> going to get more. Going to drink spirits for the first time since August, when like when I woke up, I was naked in a bed on my own. I have no clue how I got there. So, would you like to explain to everyone, Chris? Why you are going out on Saturday, or would you like me to embarrass you wholeheartedly? Fucking fine. I guess I shoot myself instead of letting you shoot me. Um, I, it was my birthday yesterday, and I can't. I, I have. Sh- I had shit to do today, so I didn't drink yesterday. And getting... It was. It was your birthday. Your itty bitty birthday yesterday. And how old were you, Chris? I'm 23 now. Itty bitty Chris was 23. <laughs> Oh, oh bless you! Because literally everyone who basically everyone who wished me a happy birthday was older than me, other than literally my niece and my twin. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, so what did you have for your birthday? Nothing, really. Um, my mum bought me shoes, but they haven't arrived yet. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> I'm not kidding. We got lost in the mail. <laughs> that that's just so depressing. I know. <laughs> Where's your present? Don't know. Royal Mail's got it somewhere. Is this the same post office that provides your internet? Yes, and also I had, <laughs> I had social media class yesterday. I essentially had because of um, layovers and like Waverly and stuff. I basically had seven hours of um, travel time yesterday for a two-hour class. It's just amazing. It. I've not had the best birthday now, but you know I'm getting drunk this weekend, so it's fine. <laughs> exactly, and you get to join me. Tonight, Chris, the day after your 23rd birthday, watching Saturday night's main event from August 18th, 2007. Yeah, I mean, it's literally not my first pick. Well, I mean, it's the second to last one before they discontinued this until 2012. Yeah, because 2008, to be fair, was fairly shit, so... There's literally nothing good about 2008, apart Uh, from John Cena's Royal Rumble. Um, Edge versus Undertaker feud. If that's the one good thing we can take from 2008, that's not a good 2008. Jeff, Har- Jeff Hardy's ascendancy. If you're talking about Jeff Hardy getting high, that's just every year, mate. <laughs> um, CM Punk's title run. I know his good title run was in 2009. Never mind. Say, in 2008, what? Well, he did have a title run in 2008, but it was shit, and he mostly I was feuded just with JBL. Um. Oh Christ! I'm really grasping at straw. Actually, you know what's quite quite funny um, is people grasp. Actually, we'll get into more. We'll just get press play and we'll get more into what's funny during this. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it. I in will a moment, say, and initially the thing I picked was the SmackDown where Edge cashed in his money in the bank because it seemed super relevant. Edge was injured on the. I'm pretty sure on this show, so like he's not even on this show, so it doesn't even tie in to modern wrestling. It doesn't at all. But having just seen. A, the thumbnail, and B, one of the matches that we have got to look forward to. Good God, 
I, I mean, am excited. I mean, it's only an hour, so it's probably only going to go five minutes. So, True. That is a good point. So if you load up your WWE Networks, ladies and gentlemen, which, of course, you already will have done, and navigate your way to Saturday night's main event, which hopefully you'll be able to do a lot better than I did in preparation for this podcast, because it is not WWE main event. That is something different. It's like teaching my mum how to use her Apple TV, getting into this. Just absolutely ridiculous. It's apparently in the classic series, and then if you scroll across, you'll get to main event. It is the, it's literally the second link, because, it, like I said before, it's the second to last one bet, before like, they discontinued it. Saturday Night's main event has been cancelled like four separate times. It has, and now it's just been reintroduced as WWE main event, which absolutely no one watches. No, no, because it's just for dark matches from Raw, isn't it? It's sort of like that, and then Superstars like for dark matches from SmackDown or whatever, and like, who the fuck cares? Exactly. Like, I'm not being funny, if you have a type of fan who watches main event, you're either A, like what I was when I was like 13, 14 years old, couldn't afford, um, family can't afford Sky Sports, so we got um, WWE Superstars and WWE Experience every Saturday morning. <laughs> WWE experience. Wow. No, ser- no, seriously, I'd get superstars to watch actual matches. Um, to be fair, they were decent matches. You'd get like Tyson Kidd versus Matt Hardy, which, you know, when I was 12, 13 years old was enough. And then you'd have... Um... <laughs> no, seriously, sometimes like the mid-card chat. It's literally how people would describe it in the 80s. They're like, oh, you were just so happy to see um, these mid-carders because normally you're only seeing jobbers fighting jobbers. Fair so. Enough. So, like, I got I got that experience. Fuck, fuck you, Garth. I got that experience and the internet. Fuck you. Garth got Hogan and Warrior and some of the greatest feuds of wrestling. You got the Boogeyman. Actually, the Boogeyman was a bit before my time. Well, well that's this is the year you started Bo- wrestling. 2007. Okay. Um, 2000, start of 2000, uh, um, end of 2006, start of 2007 was the Boogeyman's time. And then he came back in 2009 for ECW, but I didn't get ECW, so. So you're saying that the Boogeyman was before your time? He's both before and after my time, yes. Okay. Like Tom Riddle and Voldemort. <laughs> he is my past, present, and future. The better is, the better for was, and the best for ever will be. Have we really just drawn a parallel between Voldemort and Bret Hart? Yes, and I, I'm I'm coded just to make Bret um shit Bret Hart jokes just to see if Garth reacts. Oh, by the way, did I tell you what my friend got me for um my birthday? Was it shoes that arrived on time? No, it was makeup. <laughs> so you should have. I've got it in front of me. I've got um she got me lipstick, eyeliner, mascara, and eyeshadow. I think it is. Did she buy presents for the wrong person? No, she did my makeup over New Year and thinks it looks good, so she's got me makeup so I can teach myself. Okay. I mean, what? <laughs> I feel like we need... This isn't... <laughs> is, this, is this the lead into like a big revelation that you're going to disclose on the podcast? What? I'm a big bitch queen, yes. I did know that, to be fair. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, you should, of course, now be on Saturday night's main event, August 18th, 2007. So if you join me now, and we will go three, two, one, play. And we have Vinny Vinny Mac.
Remember when, Jonathan, remember when Jonathan Coachman was like the biggest heel? I remember when Jonathan Coachman was relevant. <laughs> when he was on ESPN. Can you imagine Vince McMahon making an appearance on WWE main event now? No, no, I cannot. A WWE superstar. So, Saturday Night Main Event, so obviously we've discussed already, WWE Main Event has no storyline relevance whatsoever. Saturday Night's Main Event, however, that had storyline progression. Yeah, it had consolidations of, like, ongoing storylines, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because Saturday Night's Main Event, is. I think that's where, like, the contract turning between, like, Hogan and Andre happened. And, like, big stuff would happen, but, like, not in terms of, like, matches, you'd see, like, maybe an IC title defense that ends in a shitty finish. Actually, no, um, that's, Saturday Night's Main Event, that's where Andre tried to buy the, um, tried to sell the title to DiBiase. That's right. Please know all the classic moments happened before my time. <laughs> <laughs> I have a really, really pressing question. I'm sorry, we've just we've just missed a thing where Jonathan Coachman's saying, "I'm not your son because I'm black." <laughs> are we in the middle of the storyline of trying to find Vince's illegitimate... illegitimate son? Yes, oh, we my are. God. Oh, I, my big pressing question, believe it or not, is not about the illegitimate son. What arena has Japanese folding doors? Um, I think he just brings them wherever he goes. Right, fair enough. Ooh. Thrash metal. I thought you were talking about the girls who just handed off in there, because that was a weird one. Those were extreme exposé, where they just go on ECW and dance. Just, obviously, obviously. Which blew my 12-year-old mind. My God, there was some absolute trike on in 2007. Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy! Doing really well in NWA. Oh my god, they even had Pyro and Saturday Night's main events. Yeah, it was a big, it was a, it was the equivalent of like a network special nowadays. I fucking love that set. It's such a good set, isn't it? Such a solid set. And look at such that crowd. Such an old that school cr- 80s set. Look, this is still before SmackDown. Like, this, this crowd is rabbit. So this was recorded before SmackDown then? Uh, no, 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 no. That's what main event is now. This was its own special on a Saturday. We're not finding out that Hornswoggle is Vince's son tonight, are we? No, 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 it's not here. I was just going to say. So, a boxing match between Matt Hardy and and Van Okay, so this storyline was amazing. Basically, Matt Hardy and MVP kept trying to one-up each other in everything that wasn't wrestling. (sighs) I have a big apple apple showdown. Get it? Because Carlito eats apple. Wow. Outstanding. Those are two main matches. This was Madison Square Garden, for God's sake. MSG is such a nice venue. I don't know why we don't film there more often. I know they have like a house show every three months or whatever. But... Rating Batista's tattoos out of ten. Um... What are we giving them? They're better than Brock Lesnar. Like, I like the dragon on his back. They're pretty meaningless. They're very much gap year tattoos, aren't they? I mean, I feel like his the tattoos 
themselves would get maybe an, a seven or an eight out of ten. Yeah. But that belly button. Oh, that belly button. We we never understood that in school either. And there used to, used to be a conspiracy we have because like a lot of people had sons. So like as in like sun tattoos. So we were like, okay, not children. <laughs> no, it's like so we were like, um, it's best like a secret club. The a world lot. heavyweight championship match at SummerSlam is the Great Carly versus Batista. This was the year you got into wrestling. What the? F- I, I got into wrestling. You were a fan of wrestling. Um, well, the first match I ever ha- watched had um, Edge in it, so. So the match that gripped you wasn't the great Carly versus Batista at SummerSlam, then? No, it was Carly and Kane at Mania 23. Uh, no. To be fair, you have to remember, I was 10 at the time, not quite fully, like, somewhat knowing, but not fully aware that wrestling's fake. So for me at the time, um, Carly was, like, actually scary. Well, not actually scary, uh, okay. but, like, actually a threat. Like, again, you, 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 you see all these wacky characters and laugh. That's what I do when I look at 80s wrestling, because I never grew up with it. This is someone I keep trying to explain to Gar. He's like, he just sticks his finger in the air going, no, 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 80s and 90s are great, 80s and 90s are great. To be fair, mate, the 80s were amazing. The 80s, if you lived through them. Like, I didn't... It's your, one of your favourites forever. The remix of his um, theme song is great. I, I love I love Slow Kamiko. My name is Finley. And I love to fight. What does Finley stack up in, like, the Irish great? So you have, like, him, Devitt, um... Seamus. Shamo. Oh, hello, Michael Cole. Hello, Michael Cole's terrible moustache. The... Like, it's not the best Michael Cole look. That would be Backstreet Michael Cole from back in the 90s. Yeah, not sleazy 90s porn star Michael Cole. (laughs) Which is somehow in the 2000s. In late 2000s of that. I love that the two feuds going into this match are Carly versus Batista and Finley versus Kane. Well, to be fair, like, um, also at Great American Bash Fight Year, it was Batista, Carly, and Kane. Oh, he doesn't even look fucking mobile, does he? Jesus. No, but, like, look how small the belt looks. That's all you'd know. Like, you just buy into all the bullshit. Like, he moves like my granddad did. Did just before the end, but oofed. Big man. He, he never held the WWE Championship, did he? No, he feuded with Cena for it, though, like just before he won the world title. No, Is he Cameron... the worst world heavyweight champion ever? I'd say at least he has his size going for him. Whereas you have someone like Jinder. Like, I know, I can watch a great. I can watch a great Kali match in the last five minutes and I'm laughing the whole time. Whereas I watch a Jinder Mahal match and I'm just bored. Yeah. Oh, God. Slash... No, because his thing, he once did that to Rey Mysterio and Mysterio had like a blood capsule. So like that vice grip became such a big thing. It's such a beautiful belt though, isn't it? It... It's the best looking belt. Who do you Fine. think of? What do you think of when you think of that belt? What do Wait. I think of? Well, who, who do, do I you think of? Who? I mean, what do I think of? Many, many things. Um, <laughs> who do I think of? Ric Flair. I get like I, I know it's a generational thing, but I think of three people: Taker, Edge, and Batista. Batista. Well, they were the the the, 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 the 
those were the main <laughs> three over on SmackDown, weren't they? Yeah, um, Batista was my first champion. Well, first world champion. Oh, we all remember our first. <laughs> Who was your first world champion? Who was my first world champion? What, when I was watching? So I started watching in 97, the end of 97, so just after. That'd be, shit, that would be Sean. That'd be Sean. Sean. Yeah. You came in just after Brett. <laughs> I, I came in literally, it was either, it was either December 97 or January 98. So it was shot. <laughs> I bet we'd be lucky Garth's not here. It was Sean going into Austin. To be fair, Sean Michaels is in the main event of the first show I ever watched, so it was him versus Cena at 23. Good match. Underrated match. Oh, it's a fucking... Yeah, absolutely. Bet- I, seriously, I never got why people would sleep hated Cena so much. Like, I never, like, I bought it, I did it for, like, fun. Like, it's fun to say how much Cena sucks, but like, let's solve it in the same way for me. Like, you'd say Angle sucks, but in fact, he's one of the best in the world. Like, I never bought into Cena being bad. I didn't, I never thought Cena was bad. I thought he was predictable in the ring. And unlike Brett, who, you know, he's got the five moves to do, whereas Brett I think, was I think a Hogan's masterful a better, storyteller. Hogan's a better comparison for me. Yeah, uh, I think but so. Also, Hogan Ooh, cannot hello. have a match at the uh, match out of Great Cali that Cena did. Cena actually had passable matches with Great Cali, which I get doesn't have a, doesn't sound like a compliment, but you're going to see what Cali's like in this match. <laughs> see? <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's got two moves. What? Oh, hello. Okay, we missed a lot during the commercial break. Kane being run into... Oh, no. Clothesline. Bye-bye. Running into the Gala School of Wrestling. Let's be honest. Finley, running into shit. Yeah, let's be honest. Finley is literally just here to take the pin. I'm, I'm going to predict it right now. Um, I know. I reckon Kane's ribcage is going... Oh, no. God, no. Not the nerve hold on the injured ribcage. What do you it... think of maskless Kane? I am of the opinion that when he was unmasked, I mean, I, I personally think he should have kept mask on, full stop. Yeah. Um, I think the, I think he lost a lot of credibility and a lot of mystique and a, a lot of people didn't care about him once he lost the mask. But when he was unmasked in 2003, Would have been, yeah. he shouldn't have had the weird ginger hair and the little, the little peach beard. No. Um I think if it had been bald then, you know, with the one eye mismatched, I think that would be more of a juxtaposition. You know, you've got yeah. the mask and the big hair to bald and nothing. I think that would have been a better juxtaposition than just, you know, weird clown that had been in a chimney. Because no, his, his thing, you look at him now, he's a fairly, like, imposing character, just looking at him. He's not imposing when you're comparing this to the great Carly. I mean, well, now no, that Finley's like, in the ring. Now that Finley's in, yeah. That's his thing, though. Finley's the best worker in, like, pure worker in this match. Does Kane throw the best punches? No. Uh, the guys from Memphis throw the best punches. Jerry the King Lawler? No, well, in, like, Memphis, not in WWE. Also, like, um, Jarrett, he shows some great punches. Kane throws a great uppercut. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, seriously, that uppercut one got me in, has got me into feuds. Black Hole Slam! <laughs> one, 
do. No. He ain't going to get put on for fuck's sake. Fun fact, Hornswoggle once got me in trouble in skill because he was called Little Bastard. Did he appear from underneath the table? No, because he's called Little Bastard in. I think he'd be more in trouble at that point. But um, (laughs) he's called called Little Bastard at this beginning before we called him Hornswoggle. Yeah. And then... um, and then, like, we were talking about him. It was like, how was No Way Out last night? Oh, it was great. No, uh, Little Bastard um, was in a match with Mini Boogeyman. <laughs> They're using Hornswoggle it, as a battering disqualif- ram. Like, who gets disqualified here? Finley for disqualification, uh, for interference, or Kane and Batista for using someone as a foreign weapon, quite literally. Um... To be honest, I wouldn't be opposed to them throwing this match out now. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Not not the double choke slam. No. You know what I'm really looking forward to? People seeing that we're doing Saturday's main event and then wondering why we're not doing one from the eighties. I think the next time we even touch Saturday Spear Yeah, it'll be when we're one. So are you just not gonna tell me what we're doing on Saturday? No. No. So like <laughs> Are, we, are you going to do the watch long between the two podcasts? Or... It's Easter, Mom! You have to admit, but like, while it's a very three. late power bomb, the Batista bomb's great. Um, I would argue that Dana Brooke does it better. Just because you have a fucking hard-on for Dana Brooke. I do not have a hard-on for Dana Brooke at all. I think she is useless in ring. I know, the best thing she's there for is fucking um, flirting with Batista on Twitter. She does a very good roundhouse. Does she? Round off. Roundhouse is a kick. Round off. I've That's not watched... the gymnastics term, isn't it? I've not watched Dana Brooke since NXT, so. She's improved slightly. Well, I'll say oh. that. I've seen her in Rumbles. That, yeah, just I was just me... going to say, you did see her in 2020. Yeah. Um, is it just me, or does like, Vince McMahon around like, the mid to late 2000s constantly look like he's on the brink of orgasm? I just oh. <laughs> This is an underrated era of Vincent Man because he was completely self-aware for a, for a time. What the fuck was that? Yeah, that... this is the year where um Mr. McMahon was ECW champion for about two months. Is he about to get blown up in the limo? Not in this one, but oh, no, I was on a roll. Farouk. Yeah, because basically um, Benoit offed himself and he had to... Actually, I can't remember if that's before or after this. <laughs> Here it comes. I'm waiting for it. I'm Here waiting for it. Damn! I saw I'm never going to not tell this story. Um, when I saw MVP at Discovery Wrestling last year, right? Um, he did a photo op at before the show started, and then um, said he will only do another photo op if people buy enough of his knockoff um, jewelry. I mean, let's be honest. Look at look at the bling he's currently wrapping. Um, I would definitely go out on a night out to perhaps Revs, and I would definitely wear that. I mean, I get punched, and rightly so. Yeah. But I'd wear it. To be fair, it says three or five on the other side. Because he's three hundred and five pounds? I don't know. I think it might be his area code. 
you know, because six one nine is Mysterio's area code, so like maybe three or five is the area code for Florida. Okay. I mean, this is oh underrated theme. No chance. It's not underrated. Everyone loves it. Not true. Not everyone. Who doesn't? Gap. <laughs> Gap loves Vinnie Mac. Are we still not know? Okay. No, we still don't know. This is before. Okay. Do you know who was revealed? Of course we know who it was revealed to be. It's always bastard. Who would you have booked it to be? You say that, all I can think about is the Adam Blompier booking video. Um, <laughs> which I must admit makes complete booking sense. But everything he says makes complete booking sense. Yeah, no, that's the thing. But, but when, when he's actually put the books in something like What Culture um, WCPW, he doesn't make it work. So, like, it does show there's a big difference between fantasy booking and actually booking. Because mm-hmm. when you're actually booking, you need to be completely worried about what's drawing. So, like, yeah, yeah. While, while putting on um, Gabriel Kidd in the main event might be make better storyline sense, you're going to draw more by putting Cody versus Angle or whatever. Yeah, but WCW sort of lost a little bit of credibility early on by just signing random superstars star, star, to one yeah, or like, two matches. Yeah, like star, star, star. yeah, like it's weird, but like because obviously some of it was just to pop themselves. <laughs> like, um, for example, <laughs> when they brought in uh, Minoru Suzuki, this is before his New Japan run, so like he was a Noah at the time, so like very few of the people in the crowd knew who he was. So, like, he wasn't going to draw, but probably cost a fucking fortune. Yeah. Do we ever find out who the mum was? Um, yeah, just some random Irish person in um, when we were on the tour. Okay. He's fairly certain. Oh, this is going to be a fake reveal. So we are going to get a glimpse of who Coachman thinks is Vince's illegitimate child. Wait for it. It's Eugene! (laughs) (laughs) Why is he in the Super? But Eugene is um, Eric Bischoff's nephew. Yeah, but was Eric... Yeah, because that was when he first came in, wasn't it? So. Young Master Eugene. Oh, God. It's such an uncomfortable when, gimmick. Here's the thing. It kind of worked in like 2004 when he first brought in because he was like a wrestling savant. But like here, they're just going like full-blown ableism. Okay, so we haven't established that it was an island yet. It's Kentucky yeah. at the moment. Must have been just been an Irish girl in Kentucky. <laughs> I want to make it perfectly clear. You can't be Eugene 